Hey neighbor, I appreciate you stopping by. It's a great evening tonight. Fall's in the air. Won't be long. It'll be Christmas time. But hey, pull up a chair. I'll run inside the house and get you a cup of joe. I'll be right back. Hey, this is Kenny Price. You're listening to Guad Dot Rocks. I'm recording live remote on my iPhone, so the quality may not be quite as good, but even though I've heard there are a lot of bands that have even recorded a lot of great demos on their iPhone when the moment hits them. But anyway, I'm out here on the jogging path. Uh, actually, for me, it's a fast walking path out getting my morning exercise. Uh, I've mentioned, I think, briefly in podcasts back that uh, I was an avid runner until December 5th, 2002, when I was hit by a car at an intersection in Arlington, Texas. If you care to see where that intersection is, it's at the corner of Oakwood and Random Mill Road in Arlington, Texas. I remember it very well. But God miraculously sustained me, uh, hit with a woman going 40 miles an hour, suffered no broken bones. Uh, Anyway, I'll tell more about that later. But the reason for my In the Moment podcast is uh, I'm out here walking, and right now I'm overweight, not in the best of shape, but so thankful, number one, to just be able to breathe clearly because when we moved here to Nashville, I started suffering a series of respiratory problems, uh, increased asthma, wrong medication prescribed by a doctor that almost took my life for real. I'll talk about that later. But anyway, when I got off the medication uh, that was actually supposed to be for people with congestive heart failure, which I have no heart problems. And if you read uh, what, I don't even know how to say it, Cardivalil, Cardivalol, what it does is it slows your heart down so that the heart doesn't beat as hard because it can't uh, due to congestive heart failure. The side effects are uh, a pulling of fluid in your extremities. So I became basically incapacitated and uh, down for the count. Plus, uh, it's the medication you would not give if you suffer from asthma, which as a young child, I had asthma. My mother said back then they didn't know what to call it, but uh, I grew out of it. But as the doctors will tell you, most of the time, as an older adult, the asthma comes back around, which it did when I lived in the Dallas-Forth area because of the uh, pollution level, which really excited uh, the problem that uh, was resonant there. So anyway, this medication that was prescribed also was exasperating the asthma, and uh, I was in terrible shape. So when I came to the doctor here in uh, Tennessee, uh, he asked me, well, you have congestive heart failure? And I said, no. And he said, yes, you have congestive heart failure. Uh, His culture, it sounded like he was making a statement, but he was actually asking a question. And I said, no, I don't know where you're getting that from. And he said, well, the medication here that you've uh, asked for refills on, that's what this is for. And I said, no, I do not have congestive heart failure, sir. I have no heart problems. And he kind of said, time out. And he said, here's why you're so sick. You don't need to be on this medication. So the good news is when I came off, all the respiratory problems stopped. I started feeling human again. And so I'm back on the road and I'm really making great advances. But I get a nod of encouragement from other people on the walking track who are in much better shape. And uh, they see a heavyweight man with a towel chained to his uh, clothing so if he drops it he doesn't have to pick down and bend down and pick it up uh, which is hard at uh, being overweight and I have a big walking stick that I learned to carry back in the days uh, with stray dogs Uh, I'm a pretty tough man I used to think I could take one until you realize when you give a dog a bone what do they do they crush it so 
uh, I'm tough, but you put your arm out and then you're got a, a crushed arm. So I started carrying a big walking stick. As a matter of fact, when people pass me on the track, they'll say, oh, a big man with a big stick. And I think, yeah, I carry it because I want the protection uh, against dogs and possibly people that are crazy. But seriously, so a woman was just giving me the nod, hey, great job. And uh, as I was stopping at the bench to take a breather, I'm working on getting my cardio up, uh, the aerobics that gets your heart uh, where it can match up with the capacity of the lung. Uh, the body's calling for for oxygen. Uh, so we started talking and, uh, you know, come to find out, I mean, she walks in other parks and uh, she was asking me about the stick. And so I had the opportunity to share with her some tips on personal safety because she kept saying that, well, I'm an elderly woman. And I said, no, ma'am. I said, this isn't about male or female. This is just about being safe as a human. And so I wanted to pass some things on to you that if you do exercise, and I hope you do. And let me share with you, friend, uh, some of these pointers apply whether you go into a public gym or you're out on a, an abandoned street. Uh, you just have to take responsibility for your own safety. Hope you can hear me. I'm this park is beautiful, but right behind the trees here, there's a major street through town, so you can hear that truck in the background. But anyway, but uh, there's just some things that you need to practice for personal safety and take responsibility. Um, and I'm not saying don't exercise in desolate places. She said that she does. And I said, ma'am, I'm not trying to scare you, uh, to deter you from doing that, but you just need to do some things to take you know, personal responsibility to guard your own well-being. Uh, keep in mind, police officers are law enforcement officers. They only act when the law has been broken. So they're not your personal bodyguard or security system. They act if something bad happens. So uh, if, if, if it's time to call the police, you're already in trouble. So this is to help ensure that you have a safe exercise uh, event. Uh, number one, you need to have, if you're walking or even running, you need to have some means to repel someone that would come at you or a dog that would come at you. I highly recommend a personal size pepper spray and they sell some at the level that is uh, the type that they use to repel bears. Normally you have to go to a sporting goods store to get it. I can't remember the level of uh, pepper, the capsaicin or whatever they call that that's inside it. But if you look online, what they sell in the sporting goods stores as bear spray. And like when you go to Colorado, it's a big aerosol can but you need that level of content. I think it's like 10% of the actual oil out of the pepper plant that does the damage. And let me tell you, it is effective. The one thing you have to be careful of when you spray it is you've got to make sure you go the other direction and you do everything you cover your face because uh, it is unbelievably potent. Some time ago, my youngest son found a, a, a small a personal size I had in uh, some running gear that was at my mother's house. And he went into the garage, found it. He sprayed it. He was on the other side of the garage. He came back through the garage, came through the door into the kitchen. Didn't say a word, but he had almost gagged him to death. My mother, a few minutes later, opened the kitchen door, went back into the garage, and she came out choking, her eyes burning. And I said, what in the world's going on? And she said, I don't know. She said, there's something out here that it's in my throat. And it's like, it's attacking my throat. It's in my eyes. So I thought, what in the world's going on? So I went out into the garage and it overwhelmed me. So I came back into the house and knew immediately what had happened. So I went to my son and I said, did you spray that pepper spray? And he said, yes. He said, but that was a few minutes ago. 
And I said, it's that powerful that it overwhelmed us. So my friend, it works and it works against dogs. Uh, I remember one time I was exercising bike riding uh, long distance and there used to be a, a, a small country lane in Euless, Texas. If you want to look it up where it used to be, if you go to the target that's in far north Euless, right behind the target uh, remained a small two lane, no shoulder country lane. Uh, when I would bike down it, you would feel like you were out in the middle of the country, not in the heart of one of the largest metroplexes in the United States. And so I'm back there biking one day and I've got my pepper spray and I was in great shape then. I could go lickety split on a, on a, a mountain bike. It was kind of a, a modified mountain bike to handle the city streets. So I'm riding and there's this old mobile home there and the proverbial junkyard dogs I did not know were under the mobile home. And dogs, when they attack, they never come at you from the front. They always wait for you to pass, and then they come after you. It's a means of their own self-defense and to put you on the, the defense. So I'm riding, here they come, man, a pack of them, and they're coming right at me. And I pull my pepper spray out and I thought, I am prepared. So I'm biking as fast as I can with my left hand on the handlebars, my right hand on the pepper spray, and I'm spraying and nothing's happening because I realize I'm going about 30, literally 30 miles an hour on my bicycle and the pepper spray is just blowing back behind me, not hitting the dogs in the face. And so I finally realized what was happening. I came to a screeching halt, jumped off my bike, got off to the left between me and the, the, the bike was between me and the dogs. And then I hit them with that pepper spray. And it was like out of a, a Looney Tunes cartoon to where they wham, and it's like they hit a wall. And they went from yelping and barking to silence like they'd been blinded, and then they turned around and went quietly back to the trailer. So uh, a reminder, when you spray it, you've got to make sure that you hit the person with the spray and, or the animal. If the wind's blowing, you've got to make sure you get in the right position. I know in the moment that may not be possible, but just keep in mind it only works if it makes contact. But I can guarantee you if you get the stuff that's the most powerful spray by law that you can buy over the counter, uh, most people are not going to continue forward. Let me caution you, if somebody were to continue forward, uh, most likely that means they're on some sort of a really high-powered uh, narcotic or drug. Um, people like that, uh, just about nothing works on them. But hopefully before the Lord, that never happens. But dear friend, I give you this podcast today about exercise tips and, and encouragements and warnings to just say, be prepared. Because we live in a crazy world, in case you haven't noticed lately, so there's nothing wrong and everything right with being prepared. So the first thing is some personal protection. I know a lot of people have questions about guns, uh, but I tell you in the states to where they're legal, especially as a woman, uh, that if you were to get the license to carry and you're in a situation like on the city streets where it's legal, uh, there's nothing wrong and everything right about having a small firearm in your fanny pack because I'm telling you that uh, what people are doing today uh, you'd have to be prepared. And so if you have an offense towards guns, don't take any offense to what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you're in a state where it's permissible and you feel comfortable, let me share with you a story. I was out running one morning. It was a beautiful uh, winter morning. I was an avid runner at that point, running about seven and a half miles every three, uh, every other day, three days a week. I'd bike about 13 miles every other day. I'd alternate uh, to keep pressure off my knees, uh, my shins. <laughs> And uh, so I'm running one morning and almost back to the house, coming up uh, Harwood Road, 
going east on Harwood Road up to uh, State Highway 157, which was a main dra- is a main drag through Euless, Texas. And I knew the way well. I'd run it a, a jillion times. And uh, what they talk about getting in the zone, uh, it really does work running, biking, playing tennis, playing golf, that when you really get focused on what you're doing, you can go into a zone to where you're like automatic. And it's cool. I mean, as a runner, you begin to feel like you're in some sort of movie being transported through time and space, and you're just observing and looking and enjoying the breeze. But it's like you're being carried along. It's sort of like in, uh, when I was a kid, there was a commercial for Johnson's Wax. It was called Johnson's Vinyl Floor Shield. And <clears throat> the woman's, you know, there she is, June Cleaver, mopping the kitchen floor. And uh, this little boy opens the kitchen door from the back door, and his feet are just covered in mud. And she screams out, Johnny, wait! Well, Johnny, he's not listening. He steps into the freshly mopped floor, wax floor. And then all of a sudden, the Johnson's Vinyl Floor Shield appears, and it just gingerly picks him up and whisks him across the kitchen floor uh, without marring the beautifully waxed floor. And I'm telling you, when I would be running, and I was an avid runner, uh, there would be days to where it was like I was on that Johnson's vinyl floor wax shield, just being moved through time and space. I, it's the most amazing feeling. I was an avid runner, loved running until I got hit by the car. But anyway, so back on the, the point that... so. You know, you've got to have the, the pepper spray. You've got to have some protection. But the gun, so I'm walking, I'm running up Harwood Road back towards my house, going going east on, on Harwood Road, just before you get to the, the little hill there at 157. It's a rise. And unbeknownst to me, they had been doing some road work previously. They had finished the road work, but they took one of those construction skids that has a detour, a large, large sign attached to it, the type that's attached to the 4x4 post and the 4x4 struts, a uh, big heavy-duty uh, construction sign. They had taken it and set it up on this extra-wide curb. So at just that moment, as I'm going up the hill, I realize I'm in the zone, and all of a sudden I hear a bicycle chain going rapidly. I can tell it's a bicycle chain, and it's going rapidly back to my left. And I realized, oh, my goodness, someone has come up on me on, on a bicycle which is not a good thing, especially if you're not prepared. You don't know what's, what's getting ready to go down. So I, my adrenaline pump flushes, and all of a sudden, you know, I was in the, uh, the, the winter leggings, the microfiber material that just works like a wetsuit for the cold, man. It's phenomenal. So you look thin-dressed, but it's extremely warm when you're out running. So with that on, it's very cold, but my adrenaline pump hits and I flush out and my whole body feels like it's on fire, just tingling. Uh, so I turn, I see it's just a guy exercising. But by that time, my head's sweating, so I pull off my toboggan, I'm taking my gloves off, I'm taking my jacket off, I had a windbreaker on, I'm wrapping it all up. And while I'm still running and wrapping it around my waist, about the time, but again, I'm on a sidewalk that I know and there's nothing between me and the, the light, I thought. Until as i looking up, finished wrapping the the items all up against my body, I run right into the 4x4 upright post of that sign. And it knocked me out, and I fell off to the right. And when I came to, I realized I'm laying here in the grass next to the sidewalk. By this time, the traffic, the, the morning rush hour traffic is mounting up on Harwood Road, and I'm laying there 
and I can see that something's happening because I have steam coming up from my head. I can see it as I'm looking uh, sideways to the street, and there's cars right there to where they could clearly see me. It was daylight by then, and they could see me, and no one was saying and stopping, are you okay, sir? And so at that point, I thought, I am in a very vulnerable position that if nobody's even asking, sir, are you okay, are you alive? I thought, I'm in a dangerous place. So I got my senses together, I got up, I went up to the, uh, at that time there was a convenience store, the last time when I moved, that had long since be, be, become defunct and became a used car lot for one of the rental companies, which was kind of strange. Uh, but at the time it was a convenience store, so I woke up to the convenience store. This was, uh, I didn't have my cell phone. I think it was actually pre-cell phone days. So I go into the convenience store and I thought, I've got to find a mirror. So I walked back to the refrigerated doors and that are just shining brightly. And I could see myself in the reflection. And right in the middle of my forehead, I had a big Fred Flintstone knot. I'm talking a big Fred Flintstone style knot. And so I thought, oh man, I've been seriously hurt. So I go back to the guy at the counter and I said, sir, can I borrow your phone? I don't have a phone and I've been seriously injured. And the guy said, oh, we're not supposed to let people use our phones. And I said, sir, please look at my head. You can tell I've been injured. I've got to call my wife to get her to come pick me up to take me to the ER. Well, okay, but make it quick. So. I called my wife and I said, Susan, I've been hurt, come get me, and hung up. And this was before call tracking or caller ID or anything else. We didn't have it at the phone, at the home phone. So I hung up and my wife did not know where I was. And so she had to get in the car and she remembered, you know, basically my basic route that I would generally run. So she started coming back that way and actually found me there at the convenience store and took me immediately to the ER at, uh, at the HEB hospital there in Bedford, Texas. So I go into the ER and they said, well, before we can you know, do anything about uh, examining it, we're going to have to, to clean it. And so you know, a guy comes in with a towel, he wraps it around my forehead and then they use betadine and they pro proceed to scrub on it like uh, a shoeshine boy. And uh, I thought I was gonna pass out from the pain. They said, sorry, sir, but we've got to get it clean to where the doctor can look at it. Well, a nurse came in and was assisting and uh, they left from scrubbing and I was waiting for the doctor and she said, wow, how did you do this? And I told her and I told her, I said, but you know, I, I was concerned because I was vulnerable. And when people weren't even asking if I'm okay, I thought I'm, I'm in a dangerous place. And she said, sir, she said anymore. She said, I carry a gun. She said, I'm an avid runner. Uh, and she said, I carry a gun. She said, I was at Legacy Park. And if you look it up on a map, it's a huge, beautiful park on the north side of Arlington, Texas, right there on the Trinity River. And she said, I was in the park uh, exercising on my bike. And she said, you know, I'm biking. And she said, all of a sudden, I felt somebody swat me on my hind end. Now this is as she's biking. And she said that a car full of men came up while she's biking fast. I mean, she was exercising and they got close enough to where they rolled down the window and they stuck their arm out the window and hit her on her behind as she was seated on the bicycle seat biking. And she told me, she said, sir, she said, that will be the last time that ever happens. I mean, it was very dangerous. I could have run her over with the car, gotten tangled up with the bike. So anyway, I'm saying you choose your own method. 
but I'm encouraging, dear friend, I hope that you're doing something for your health. And let me tell you, the best thing to do is out of doors because you're in the creation that God has made and it's refreshing. It recharges the soul. But do whatever, do whatever you feel comfortable, but you can't go without anything because that's just not wise. It's never been wise, but it's especially not wise in the day in which we live. And so personal protection. Also, I would encourage you uh, to have some sort of a noisemaker uh, because if uh, you do come across any animals, I carry a, a coach's whistle. And uh, animals, a lot of times when something disrupts their, their focus, it will cause them to all of a sudden become alarmed and then they have a sense of wanting to flee. And so I wear a, a, a steel whistle that's really loud and uh, carry that with me. Also, of course, without saying uh, sunscreen, uh, if you run in some places, bug spray uh, because of the problem we have with mosquitoes, et cetera. Uh, but another thing that a lot of times you will discount and to say, oh, it's just not worth it. But I'm telling you, having been an avid runner and working on getting back in shape, that something that is really a non-negotiable is a good pair of shoes if you're doing any kind of walking, fast walking, jogging or running. And some people who are, are thin and think that I'm in great shape, it doesn't impact me. But let me tell you that every, every stride you take running, you're doing damage to your knees. A good friend of mine, uh, orthopedic specialist, taught orthopedic surgery at the University of Texas Southwestern there in Dallas, Texas, a division of the University of Texas in Austin. And uh, he will tell you that every, every step you take running uh, of impact uh, is damaging your legs. And so it is of utmost necessity that you have a great pair of shoes and the most cushionable uh, cushionability that you can stand. <clears throat> and the shoes that I wear, and I get no endorsement money for this, uh, but I believe in them. I wear the A6 Gel Nimbus, and they're they're rated at the, the, the very top of the pack for cushionability, but at the same time, a lot of uh, control. Uh, they're not cheap, but if you'll watch them on sale, Amazon, etc., uh, they can retail for like 160. If you get them for 100, you're getting a good deal. Uh, the pairs that I have right now, uh, I bought three pair uh, for $80 a pair. But I find, found out after all these years, I've been wearing the wrong size shoes. And I didn't even know that they make sized shoes. All I ever heard was, hey, you know, you need to check out Brooks because they come in sizes. Well, but come to find out, they all come in sizes. But uh, the athletic shoe stores don't carry them. They just carry the medium width, the D width for men most of the time. But you go on Amazon and you find out, oh, well, they have them in all sizes. And so the next pair of shoes I bought before these was a pair of Brooks Ghosts, which is Brooks' best cushionability shoe for running, uh, for walking, fast walking. And so I bought them, bought them wide, thought that they were going to be more than enough. And uh, within a month, they were already rolling to the outside and uh, my feet were hanging out of them, literally the, the mesh pushing to the outsides. So the good news is I finally found out that I wear a size 13 quadruple E. So um, my kids call me Sasquatch. I was uh, got up one night in the middle of the night back in the day when my kids were still at home and in high school. My youngest son is an avid baker and cooker, uh, candlestick maker. And uh, fond memories of him in the middle of the night, he'd have a ton of kids over. Uh, we kept futons in the living room so that they always felt freedom to stay which we loved, we loved boys. We had two boys. And so I wake up in the middle of the night, about midnight one night, and uh, I 
smelled something sweet baking. It just smelled fantastic. So I got up, just going to see what was going down. And as I walked past one of the futons, there was a bunch of kids there. They were already kind of stretched out for the night. And I was barefooted, and this one kid looked over, and he goes, man, you're a hobbit, and was talking about my feet. Because uh, one of the prized traits is uh, hairy uh, hands, the back of the hands, and hairy feet. And with my large, wide feet, uh, it cracked me up. I do kind of look like a hobbit without shoes on. So anyway, but let me tell you something. Uh, Nike used to have the commercial, it is the shoes, but dear friends, it is the shoes. It is not a waste of money. If you buy the right shoes, and as I said, Asics is a serious runner's shoe. Brooks makes a serious runner's shoe. Some of the Adidas are questionable. Nike, I used to wear the Nike Air Max uh, Triax. They were phenomenal shoes, uh, <clears throat> but they began to degrade in quality, and I stopped long- wearing those long ago. But let me encourage you, though you may be thin and you may feel great after you run, that <clears throat> asphalt, believe it or not, it doesn't appear to be resilient, but there is a little resiliency in it. In concrete, folks, there is no resiliency. So if you live in a, a place where they do concrete streets, which is fantastic for streets because it's very durable, terrible for running or even fast walking. And so you've got to have the cushionability. Uh, but that's why also that if you don't realize it and you see you come up on a runner who's running on the street and you're thinking in your mind, well, why don't they get out of the street and get on the sidewalk out of the way? That's why there's sidewalks. But if your street is asphalt and the sidewalk is concrete, the reason why they're in the street is because they're trying to save their knees. It's all the way up, your ankles, your knees, your hips, and your back. It's, it impacts your entire body. So spend the money on the shoes, research it. Uh, go to a runner's shoe store. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine uh, who's been doing phenomenally well getting out on the streets and exercising at the age of 70, right at 71, uh, had worked his way up to five and a half miles a day and uh, just a phenomenal distance and doing so well, uh, but encountered some problems with his back and and uh, has had to stop for just a moment. Uh, but when I found out he was wearing some old shoes and uh, he thought it was enough that I highly encouraged him to go to a shoe store and get a pair of shoes that fit you, but that have good support and strong cushionability. And uh, he testifies that it has made a difference, but I can tell you this much that it's money well spent. And when you begin to think about what it costs to have knee replacement or hip replacement to safeguard your body, especially if you will start young, it makes all the difference in the world. So spend the money on the shoes and uh, you're gonna be glad that you did. Also, another thing which I have not yet purchased, but I've got to get to, are UV uh, clothing, clothing that blocks UV rays. And uh, I think it degrades over time, but research that. But especially if you're exercising in sunlight or even cloud cover, uh, the UV rays still come through the cloud cover and UVs uh, are what cause our aging and uh, causes all sorts of problems with skin cancers, et cetera. But I encourage you to get clothing that's UV rated. Also, they make hats, head covers to protect the top of your head, your ears, your neck, uh, that are also UV coated. My father, who was an avid fisherman and understood the impact of UVs because he worked in the printing industry to where they would use ultraviolet light to flash dry uh, coatings. And you're talking at high speed, instantly it could dry coatings. So it's very powerful. And so he would wear a straw hat 
uh, all the days that he would spend fishing on the Brazos River, wading that river, loving every minute of it. But as he aged, he began to have skin cancers on his head, his forehead, his ears, his chest. And the bottom line is that straw hat, even though it gave him shade, it did absolutely nothing to block the ultraviolet rays. And so uh, though you may be wearing something that gives you shade, a sunscreen can help uh, block uh, the damage, but especially on our heads to where we don't even think, and most of us would not dare spray uh, sunscreen in our hair trying to exercise, but uh, the, the caps and the hats that they make now that have the UV protection in them, they really do work. So the clothing's important. Um, if, if you're in any kind of shape at all, the microfiber leggings and the uh, tops, they absolutely work. They wick <clears throat> sweat away from you and they provide warmth in the wintertime if you buy the types that look like leotards. I used to wonder why on earth are those men wearing leotards to run in, uh, but found out that they're actually leggings made out of a microfiber material that works uh, very much like a wetsuit does, where a wetsuit traps your body heat between the suit and the water uh, heats up, but the microfiber allows your body uh, to hold its heat in. Uh, so even uh, in winds and stuff like that, uh, very effective. Um, of course, if it's too strong of a wind, you would need to have some sort of a wind pants and a, a you know, a parka or a, a windbreaker. But those are the types of things you can slip off and tie around your waist and run and keep going. So anyway, dear friend, I tell you, also check out your neighborhoods. Make sure you know where you're running. I can remember a time when we were headed from Texas to California to see family and then back to Arizona. I was going to conduct a wedding in Arizona that... We stopped in, in uh, Bakersfield, California, and folks, if you listen in Bakersfield, don't take offense to this, but we drove throughout the entire city of Bakersfield to find a hotel in a great place, and uh, it was hard to find. So we ended up back at La Quinta, and uh, I was talking to the uh, man at the desk. I said, I'm an avid runner, and I'd like to run. Is it okay to run out here? You know, and it didn't really look to be too dangerous. And the guy said, no, sir, you are not going to run on these streets. I said, really? He goes, no, it's not safe. He said, we have an agreement with the hotel across the freeway, and they have an indoor gym, and they have treadmills, and I'll give you a pass to go there to exercise. But I didn't know, and even though Bakersfield, I have a great admiration for Bakersfield because Buck Owens uh, hails from Bakersfield, and uh, Dwight Yoakam has kept the Bakersfield sound alive in country, uh, and uh, so I love Bakersfield and the history there. But again, I didn't know anything about that city. And asking uh, the, the clerk at the desk, he said, no, you don't want to run on these streets. So know where you are and know where you're running and to be wise about it. Uh, but the important thing is don't move forward in fear, move forward in faith, move, move forward in encouragement. Uh, but the big thing is just to be the responsible adult you need to be and know where you are, know who's around you and take responsibility for yourself and for your own safety. And you're going to have a great time. But, hey, I'm fixing to finish the final leg of uh, this uh, exercise morning, and I'm excited. I'm going to take this and go ahead and post it to, uh, to the podcast. But I hope if you find it, it'll be a source of encouragement to you. And also keep in mind, this is not the, the do-all, say-all. This is meant to be an encouragement to you to think about getting out on the streets, taking responsibility for your health, having a blast, engaging God's creation, engaging God's people. As a matter of fact, the woman today who spoke kind's word to me, come to find out this is no coincidence. This is how God works things out. 
that her daughter is the executive director for a nonprofit organization here in Spring Hill that I've been wanting to connect to, who is a source that provides food for people in need. And now that I'm feeling great and feeling a whole again, uh, that part of our mission uh, with the organization that I am the executive director for is to help meet the needs of people who are hurting. And that's been on my list of people to reach out to to see how we can partner with them to make a difference in people's lives. So here this morning, out taking advantage of this beautiful place and the beautiful weather uh, through a contact, uh, talking about exercise, found out that her daughter is the executive director. She gave me her name. And so taking it to the next step of getting down the road of meeting needs and caring for people that God loves. But listen, that's all I have for now. Appreciate you listening in. Do me a favor, invite your friends uh, to listen to the podcast as you feel led. A word of mouth can be a tremendous tool to help others hear words of encouragement and words that inspire them to know that they can have peace through Jesus Christ. And also on our show notes, if they connect, if they don't know how to have a relationship with God or they don't know what peace is about, that we have some helpful tools that they can click on and they will go to safe websites that talk about how they can know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and how to have a relationship with Him and also sites that will help them uh, develop in their faith in Jesus Christ and their walk with God. So it's kind of a holistic approach. Uh, I've received some good feedback regarding the opening of the show, uh, the concept of the front porch. And I would ask this prayer from you. That is one of my goals for the remainder of this year and going into 2021 is to do more in the realm of digital, the digital realm, uh, but to help create a community that reaches out, that has a sense of an organic appeal and of relationship. And that's not to replace one-to-one human live interaction, but dear friends, I think it absolutely is a tool, especially in these uncertain days, to where we can connect with others and have a sense that there are other people here for us and that we're not walking through this journey of life alone. And that's very much my heartbeat. And so you pray for me as I seek God and and seek to understand how we can do a better and better job of, of creating digital media, but that has an organic sense to it and that has a hometown feel to it, that has a, a real sense of community. And uh, there are a couple podcasts that I'm listening to and that they also uh, stream on YouTube. And uh, they're doing it. They're doing a great job to where when I listen to them or I watch them, uh, that I feel drawn in. I'm that next person in the room with them. And I tell you, and especially in these days, it is a tremendous medicine to the soul because we all need to feel connected to people that care. And I do believe that God, through the power of of His Holy Spirit, can do that even through a medium like digital. So you keep us in your prayers as we seek to do that. Uh, My long-term goal is to have a YouTube live uh, event uh, that's consistent, that's regular, that people can turn to, to find hope. My prayer is probably in the middle of the night. I don't sleep much. It's just my thing. Uh, If you ask me, Kenny, if you could choose to sleep or not to sleep, what would you do? I would say I would never sleep because I love being awake. And uh, in my realm of thinking, sleeping is a waste of time, though I know it's great for your health, so I do it. I don't fight it. But I also don't take a ton of sleep. So I think about the people in the night who uh, that's the hardest times 
uh, of life occur in the night. And so uh, that's my heartbeat is to launch a YouTube program, a Facebook program. I've come across some technology. I've got to check out the price, but that allows you to, I think, do it simultaneously to where you're, you're tapping into all those resources live. So I'm, I'm in the process of investigating that. Uh, but then also revamping of our website to where when you go there, you have a sense of community. And I tell you, uh, somebody that I was shocked that has that type of website, I love his music. I don't really care for his politics or his uh, way of thinking. But Neil Young, uh, the last time I went to his website, uh, it was astounding at how organic it was. Um, I tell you, another person, uh, Michelle Pollard, she's a Christian uh, recording artist from my day, but now she speaks at women's conferences, uh, author, etc. But her name is Michelle Pillar. It's like P-I-L-L-A-R. But the last time I went to her website, it was amazing. But you had a sense that you were someplace, not just looking at a digital screen. So anyway, if you believe in prayer, I would ask for you to pray for Kenny Price and Guadot Rocks and our parent organization that makes all this possible, transformthecity.org, as we seek to do all that we can to be difference makers in the lives of hurting people uh, in this crazy world. But with that, my dear friend, I bid you peace. Peace.